Welcome to The Depth. I am your host, Carl Thomas. The expectation of success. How do you define success? Is it your bank account? The type of life you live? Maybe your social encounters? Or simply having the freedom not to have a 9 to 5? Or the opposite, having a great 9 to 5 that you really love? As individuals, we define success in many different ways. These three individuals were all successful in their own respective domain already, but they wanted something more. In this interview, we talk about culture, the social behavior and norms found in human societies. Yeah, but more of the hip hop culture. You know, the culture that became the dominant movement of the minority populated urban communities in the 80s. Yeah, that type of culture. Those three fellas grew up in the culture and they came on the podcast to talk about their brand, OG Squad. OG Squad is a Montreal-based clothing brand rooted in streetwear. It caters to hip-hop, skateboarding, and internet culture, as well as youth culture in general. OG Squad celebrates our heroes, who we consider to be OGs, original gangsters. They are trailblazing artists, athletes, scientists, leaders, and icons who have left a great mark in human society. My interview with Peter Chung, aka Chingy, like, yeah, like the rapper, Andrew Huang, aka Fade, and Phil Fang, aka Phil Pill. The culture is in constant growth. Start the pod. Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Calful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG, and welcome to The Depth. The Depth, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. Uh, my name is Phil. I'm CEO of uh, OG Squad. Uh, my name is Andrew. I'm the Marketing and Relations Director. I'm Peter. I'm the Creative Director of OG Squad. So my background is in marketing. I uh, graduated school, then was looking for, for a job. Uh, you know, did a little bit of uh, entry-level stuff that really didn't like bounce from place to place. And I finally landed on one job that really liked that was in tech. I was kind of like tech savvy, you know, being an Asian in the 90s, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? So I was, I was already tech savvy, so I was like naturally gravitated towards the tech industry. Uh, one thing led to another, uh, became more and more successful, got more and more promotions, uh, got handed more and more projects. Uh, back then, it was called Games Unite. It's, uh, it's, a, it's like a streaming platform for games. So back then, there were Netflix. Net- At that time, Netflix was still sending DVDs out. Uh, streaming service wasn't... Yeah, exactly, right? Like, so they had a Netflix Canada equivalent also. So we were in the space of uh, video games. Um, we were doing streaming technology. So instead of someone having to buy an incredible, powerful machine they could play the games off of our uh, server and then we just stream the content directly to yeah. them. So, well, that, back then it was, it was kind of interesting to, to see how technology would evolve mm-hmm. because we weren't really sure. The, the, the high-speed internet wasn't that much of a high-speed yet. YouTube was starting to be popular. Um, there were not as many like content creator back then, if you, you could remember. So yeah, we, we started that business. We were then we worked on other stuff. We diversified. Uh, we moved on to uh, streaming technology uh, for music, for uh, audiobooks, for movies and TV shows as well. 
yeah, so we we had a few other companies as well. So we did um, a natural baby product company that was okay. And then we did a lot of uh, streaming services for uh, other countries than uh, the, the popular one, you know, like US, Canada, Europe. So one day I was like, you know, thinking about what I'm going to leave in this world, right? Like uh, as, as people get older, they kind of think about these kind of sure. things. So if I had to look at myself and say, am I proud to leave this planet doing what I've done so far? Having a streaming technology, comp- uh, running a technology company that served, you know, third world countries like india and stuff like that is that is that what i'm content with and then growing up uh as a chinese uh maybe as many uh asian kids out there we we came our parents came to this country with uh one expectation we had to succeed all of us when we were growing up you gotta be a lawyer you gotta be a a doctor you gotta be all those things uh our parents didn't know the rules of this of this society and in a a strange world that we were all we all grew up in and we just try to follow them the best we can right so that's that's kind of like one thing about our culture that i find not necessarily a good thing uh because in my case i think it kind of uh, stunted my my growth my development so you know you can imagine a kid that's maybe like 14 uh 15 they all their life they f- they think they're okay you gotta do the best you gotta do the best you can you gotta be a, a doctor or whatever and then when you're close to graduating high school you just realize i don't want to be a doctor i don't want to be a lawyer so what do you do right and and then life happens you know you get distracted you just go to school to go to school I uh, got my degree in marketing because that was the closest thing that I was interested in and not as like, you know, being a doctor or anything like that, that uh, everyone in my family wanted me to be. Uh, so I followed that path and then eventually um, came to a realization like, hey, I don't want to work in tech my whole life. I don't just want to, you know, sell a product that I don't really, not, not love in the sense, but it's, it's just tech. It's not, it's not creative. It's not something exciting to me personally. Some, some, some of my colleagues I work with, they're incredibly excited about technology. They, they want to do something cooler, faster, newer, and that's, that's what makes them get up in the morning. But in my case, I wanted to create something a little different, a little more artistic, a little more, more creative. So growing up also, uh, all our, our heroes gravitated towards uh, rappers, uh, athletes. My favorite athlete was Michael Jordan. My favorite uh, band was uh, Wu-Tang Clan. So all these things kind of shaped my, uh, my, my childhood, uh, who I look up to, and my heroes. So when it comes time to develop a brand or create something new, uh, I gravitated towards that culture, that, that what we call the uh, OG culture. Full name is Andrew Huang. Uh, high school, I went with my legal name, Yen Chi. I started off, uh, I could say 10 years ago, with my parents uh, running the family business as the bookie and, or slash accountant. That's what I did my uh, certificate in, in Vanier. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really like it because I always felt like I was, I was living under my dad's shadow or like born with the silver spoon kind of feeling. I didn't like that. Okay. So I much rather the the hustle, the grind, build something on my own so I could put that on my, on my legacy kind of thing. Kind of like what Phil is saying, like leaving behind uh, after he leaves this planet kind of thing, right? So I wanted to build something on my own. Then wanted to take everything for, for free from my parents. Mm-hmm. I hated that, that Asian stereotype shit. Like I just, I just didn't dig that kind of reputation, you know, oh, he's born that way, right? So I did that for about seven years. Um, and then the economy went kind of bad. We had a dollar store, by the way. 
Mm-hmm. So like uh, economy started getting kind of bad. Dollarama was booming. Walmart's were opening up like like wheat, and then you had like Target coming in and major fail forced yeah. me to kind of like close and and just move on to another thing. Um, and after that, for started today for the last five years, um, I've kind of went incognito and and just started working at the bank. Okay. So that's, I think that's still, still, still in the same domain. I'm still in the same domain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on my parental and pat leave right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like in between positions cause in transition, you could say, um, cause I have a daughter now. So, so she's about two months old and I'm trying to like spend as much time as I can with the family and stuff. For sure. You know, like, for sure. Like congratulations on thanks, that, by man. the way. So that's like something that I noticed uh, after joining these group of guys, because like these are like my really, really close friends. Like, hey, now probably like more than that. So I kind of like approached them and told them, hey, I felt, uh, you know, like, like, you know, working at a bank is really, really structured. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I I started off as a teller. I really started from the bottom at the bank because I had to close a business, switch to the bank. Uh, had seven promotions in five years and moved up the ladder pretty quick. Okay, that's like that's I really hustling right yeah, there. Yeah, so okay. you, you could imagine the last the last five years was like zero time with family. Everything was about focusing on getting that money and getting, mm-hmm. paying bills, uh, buying a house, and changing cars, whatever you name it. You know, kind of like Phil's way, but you know, Phil had a better path, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay try to stay in school if you can, if you really enjoy it. Or the kids out there, <laughs> yeah. but like for me, it was just like, man, I, I really didn't spend a lot of time with with my wife, with my kid uh, that just came out, um, and I didn't take much of a break after she was born. I, I came straight to work here every day, uh, like 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 usual, you know. Like you got to find a way to pay the bill somehow, right? Mm-hmm. So the the way I came upon this decision is just, hey, man, I I'm tired of kind of just waking up and being forced to go to work and not having to, to, to enjoy and savor what I do for my career, right? And I was like, man, I'm, I'm really into fashion. I, I like this stuff, you know? And then when, when they launched a, a couple of products, I was like, this is dope, you know? Like, and we're all sneakerheads, just so you guys know. Uh, we're really into shoes. We're, follow us on Instagram. You'll see what we have. Nice, you know, we're packing nice. heat kind of thing. So yeah, man, um, just wanted to wake up every day and just be happy to go to work, uh, be alive, and just like enjoy every day. Um, and plus the schedule is great. Nice, and you get to work with your homies too. Yeah, exactly. It's not like uh, you know. But we'll get into it. We'll get. Yeah, we'll get into it. So, um, all in all, man, that's kind of like my background. So, like you know, Phil's a techie. I'm a banker, still a banker, Uh, and then uh, we have a third guy coming in with this uh, magnificent podcast. He's going to tell you a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Peter Peter Chung. Uh, You can call me Chingy. That's my nickname. Chingy, like yeah, a rapper. Like a rapper yeah. But I go with double G. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I came here when I was uh, seven. I was born in Hong Kong. Uh, my parents don't speak a word in English or French when they come here. And uh, they started um, doing business in fast food. And that's our family business, uh, actually. Which fast food? Uh, we have a sukiyaki in uh, Montreal downtown at the Complex des Jardins, so come visit yeah. us. <laughs> uh, they've been doing this for over 20 years, actually. So it's uh, something that, um, like, they help uh, raise me and my sister. Uh, we go to school and everything, but uh, at the end, I, I married very young, actually. I married at uh, when I was 22, 
And what? yeah, now I have three, I have three kids now too. What? Yeah. I'm 34 right now. <laughs> anyway, so uh, back then was um, well, I didn't finish school, but um, I did some uh, hairdressing courses. I mm-hmm. do some different stuff, but uh, to like to support my family, I chose to have a uh, following what my parents were doing, like just going to the restaurant business. Yeah. So uh, yeah, at first I was just helping my parents, then uh, I got my own uh, fast food restaurant as well with my with some of my partners uh and then yeah and uh phil was trying to build a brand uh a streetwear brand and uh that's how we started and then it didn't stop from there well yeah hopefully now let's talk about your business like what it is um how did it get started? How did you come up with the idea of calling it OG? Like everything, everything. Sure, I sure. Hear everything. Of course, of course. Uh, so uh, this all started again. Like uh, I was working with my boss, and every every few years or so often, he would have a, an idea. Like, oh, we should do diaper business. Like because the the the, the diaper, uh, the baby product world out there is. Uh, has full of toxic stuff and uh, we should we should make a better product for out then he would throw this idea out and then i would run it and then we'll try to do something out mm-hmm. about it so same thing before we started with games and we expanded to music so on and so forth he saw another uh windows uh, opportunity in uh, some uh some niche uh game sections and he wanted me to start another project so basically start from scratch again like building a new company starting it up uh, the the whole nine yards. So I've I've done that in my uh, career with my current boss about three times now. Okay. So we started the business together. Uh, when it went to a, to a high point, it was it was like running like a like a well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. He would have his eyes set on another project, and then we would concentrate on doing the second one and the third one. Okay, your boss go get him. Yeah, like so he doesn't go, go, stop. Go, go. Okay, yeah. okay. So um. Me and this company, I've been working for him for a long time. I'm a jack of all trades, so I do a little bit of everything from coding to management to uh, acquisition. And you're comfortable in all those assets? Of course not. <laughs> but you gotta, you got sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Okay. So to to fast forward to to now, we had a new project he wanted me to do. Okay, fine. I'm uh, I'm 35 right now. Uh, I've been working with him for 10 years, and he's asking me to start again, like restart again. So. Mm-hmm you can kind of feel the sense of, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? I've achieved, I, I went to the to, to, to back, uh, to, to, to start from mm-hmm. scratch, start something, raise it up. It's good. It's working. Then we, I have to restart again. Yeah. So at this point in my career, I'm like, if I'm going to start something new, I want to start something new that I'm interested in. And I'm not just going to go, okay, go to work and then not have a, not be excited about it. Because when I was uh, when I just finished school and then I had this uh, when I first started worth working with him, he was teaching me all these new stuff about marketing, about online tech, and it was very new. It was very exciting to me. But I'm arrived at at, at this point of my life where you're not a kid anymore. You know, thirty yeah. something year old. You got to think about family. You got to think about your future a little bit. So I, I didn't want to do this anymore. So I did my homework. I I, I looked up. Uh, a clothing business because like Andrew said earlier we're all sneakerheads. Yeah. I I personally I'm a very uh I'm a new sneakerhead if you if you if you may say that because mm-hmm. when I was young I didn't have money. My parents wouldn't let me buy any shoes or anything like that. So uh 
fast forward to about five years ago, uh, right before I got married. I got married like three years ago. So right before I got married, I, I got back into shoes because my friends were like, hey, you want to play basketball? So we start looking for basketball <laughs> shoes. So that got okay, me. That's how, no, got, got that's me bit. started. Yeah. Okay. So I just I remembered. Bro, this guy one week came back and he had like he bought ten pairs in that week. Uh, and the week after he bought twenty pairs and we're just like, bro, <clears throat> calm down, man. You just bought a house, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it, it bit me. It's yeah. just like wow. I I always wanted shoes. I've always loved shoes, and but I just because the 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 circumstances of time uh back then i yeah, couldn't afford it allow you to yeah. access those shoes exactly now mm-hmm. now that i remember it oh man that love is there it's still yeah. there so got really into the into that so when naturally when it comes to uh starting a new project uh i, w- I wouldn't say it's too late for me to follow my dream but it, it is kind of 30, 35 is not is not old though well, 35 is young yeah, but like I, I had a lot of a high expectation for myself too. Like some, some of the people, like a, like a rapper, for example. Yeah. If I wanted to be a rapper, I gotta start like way earlier, man. I can't start when oh, I'm yeah, 35, 35. You know? like, Okay, I get it. So at, okay. at 35, okay, if I wanted to be an industrial designer, because that's that's kind of like growing up, that's kind of what I like to do too, like problem solving. Like, oh, if I wanted to buy something, but I did not have it exactly the way I like it, mm. or I like to design stuff that that uh, I dig, you know. So it's kind of too late for me that in that sense too. So the other avenue was fashion, you know, uh, shoes, t-shirts, uh, a display case that we made for sneakers because mm-hmm. we love sneaker, uh, we're sneaker heads. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how we started and why OG squad? Because like I said, like, uh, growing up, my heroes were not the typical, like, you know, Celine Dion or the, or the French Quebecer actors that we see, you know, yeah. uh, I, uh, my parents were immigrants. They came here. They were like, uh, I wouldn't say we were, we were faced with a lot of racism. Uh, we were faced with some racism, of course. Yeah, you dealt but, with it. Yeah, we okay. dealt with it. But, you know, as, as, as a yellow skinned person, mm. you never really hear that because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that had it way worse than us. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we face that. We, we face that every day. And then I don't want to, I don't want to look up to those people. I don't want to look up to the, to the guy that called me so-and-so on the street and then go back to watch TV, the same guy, for a child that didn't connect us you much. Could, you couldn't relate. You know? Okay. So I naturally gravitated towards those, the, the, the people who struggle in this society the same as I do. Uh, maybe to a greater extent, like rappers uh, back then, uh, athletes who uh-huh. were looked down upon, you know? Uh, Jesse Owens, uh, if you know him, uh, he was a runner for the for uh, sure, for you know, sure. For the Olympics. Nobody. So basically, nobody, people yeah. that 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 has a, had the same similar path as you that came from scratch. Not not like not that, similar you know? path. They had it worse. To 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 be to be completely honest, they had it worse, and they they made it way bigger than mm-hmm. anyone could have imagined. So, in my mentality, is those guys they came up that didn't have any opportunity that they could. I grew up in this age where I can have all the information I want in my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're doing a podcast, you learn it by yourself, you have some friends. I learned how to do this business and, and along uh, and throughout my career, I learned how to do things uh, by researching it. Yeah. You know? So when my boss tells me, hey, can you do this uh, 
put these ads and target these people in these regions, you know, okay, I, I wouldn't tell him, I don't know how. I would tell him, okay, I'm on it. I like that. Yeah. So you just but go on your computer and yeah, I yeah. got to figure it out. So my, my, my talent as a jack of all trade comes from that. Like uh, every time, like I didn't want to disappoint. That's how I was raised, right? Be the mm-hmm. best. So that's how I, I, I started to become uh, more and more aware of uh, my talent. And I think that everyone has that talent inside of them. They just got to do the work, right? You just got to do research. There's no shortcut. If everybody be, tells you like, hey, man, it's very easy. You just got to like to become, a, for example, for to become an Instagram star. It's very easy. Just do this, do this, and then post it online. It's not easy, man. We, we try to do it. We, we, we took our own pictures. We edited our own pictures. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of effort. You probably know as well, right? Anything creative. For sure, it, it takes, takes time. Yeah. It, takes it takes time, time and, and I and I think there's also the <clears throat> the the luck factor that you need to put in yeah. that people sometimes forget, and you need to have the proper contacts and you know, yeah. and and everything doesn't come as fast as you think it may. Exactly. So, but okay, it, it all has to start with yourself. Yeah, you cannot control your luck. You cannot control who sees your stuff, who stumbles upon your thing. All you can control is your own action and your own thoughts. For sure. Where did you come up with the idea itself? So you, you had a boss that you basically, that, that was giving you multiple projects and you were able to, to build it up and, and do something out of those projects. Yeah. Make it successful. Um, you became successful by doing it. And then, like you said, you wanted something different. You wanted to build on your own. So why why clothing why why become a designer why did you go into into that field because um i gotta i gotta do what's like i said like it's a little bit quote unquote too late for for my dreams right like uh Ah, it's never too late it's never too late but you know what i mean like but you feel that at 35 at 35 i can't go back i can't be like oh i'm gonna go back to school to become a a A designer a designer or something like that you know like it's getting harder at some point. Like if I wanted to, I'd become a rapper, you know? Yeah. If I, I could, if I really, really wanted to, but... <laughs> Andrew's laughing in the back. You know? Okay. You know, like something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, but I can't. So that's just a, a random example. So I, I got to use what's realistic to me, man. Like what are my skills? What are my forte? My forte mm-hmm. was uh, designing, designing stuff. I, I was pretty good in Photoshop. I was pretty good in Illustrator. I think I have a pretty good eye with... Um, uh, design in general okay i'm very fortunate to have friends that are have that have a very good taste as well nice um i believe that because i work with a lot of designers in my business too we do all online stuff we run tons of ads so i work with a lot of designers and uh there's something that you can't teach anyone is taste so i'm fortunate enough to I, well i think i'm fortunate enough that i have pretty good taste and my partners here have really good taste as mm-hmm. well so combination of these skills kind of gravitate towards streetwear this is what i wear every day this is what i like to wear every day so you know so why not incorporate it with with my work as well not just uh my life yeah so and this is something that i'm really interested in this is something that my friends are uh, my homies like you said were very interested in also uh nice so that's what we started after that how how did you manage to to put this team together so So you have the idea, it comes up, you, you, you want to push it. Did you start on your own at first? No, at first, you- uh, well, we did the home, I did the homework, I did my whole slew mm. of homework, I did the budget projections, I did 
cost analysis, all these business stuff that you know business people like to see. I brought it up to my boss. Mm-hmm. At first, he's like, "You want to do this new project for for the games for a niche um, games market?" And I said, "Okay, yeah, sure, why not?" You know. Uh, but after a month of doing it, I realized I'm like, "Dude, I had I was running a company with 130 people uh, at some point because okay. I started a uh, started another company and I was running, running, running for like two, three years, and we were at 130. Mm-hmm. Now I'm back down to two guys, me and two other guys. Yeah, so." After a month of doing it, and it's, it's, it's a project that I'm not excited about. So sometimes when you work on a project that you're not excited about, you, you find yourself on, in front of your computer just like browsing different stuff. Like For sure. Just wasting your time, right? Numbers, yeah. Uh, and I didn't like that. I didn't like, I didn't like uh, the fact that I wasn't being productive. So went back to my boss, prepare my, uh, presentation. My, you know, my presentation, mm-hmm. my due diligence, uh, tell him how we can make money back like this. And uh, he supported me. He's like, okay, yeah, man, he go did. For it. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, man, go, go do your thing. And uh, yeah, so we're doing our thing right now. We started last year, it was really slowly, and we launched this year. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of full, full steam ahead this, uh, this time around. So there's, there's a lot of challenges because we're not uh, the typical design or like clothing company. Uh, we don't know a lot of the rules. We don't know a lot of the restrictions or mm-hmm. just the industry in general, but. I think that's also what makes us a little bit unique. It's not we're just not following anybody else's rules. Nice, I like so, that. Okay, you know. So yeah. the forefront of it, those two guys that are sitting with you today, how did you convince them to join you? So uh, uh, Chingy, mm-hmm. he lives the street next door to us, like uh, back. In the, in the back, we can actually okay, see but house. keeping in mind that you guys all grew up together, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We went to high school. I met I met Chingy in uh, Sec One mm-hmm. in high school, so we're really good friends uh, ever since we were young. And um, you know, like I said, like five years ago when we start started talking about uh, shoes, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, he's a huge collector too. He okay. has a lot, a lot of dope stuff. So, so they they showed you sort of like what it's like to be a sneakerhead, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, took yeah. it like full steam, yeah, yeah. So, and you were like. I'm gonna start a project. Yeah. I'm gonna start I'm gonna an do idea. like yeah. I'm gonna build my life around uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, this culture. Okay. Wow. Okay. So uh, I went to talk to him. Like, hey, man, I'm doing this thing. I'm thinking about doing this thing. Yeah. How did he take it? <laughs> uh, I'll let you. I'll let him answer it. After. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, like he. I guess. I guess he. He. He thought I was fucking with him. I guess the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy just shows up on my house man like i have three kids you want me to drop everything to to like chase this thing that you're crazy guy you know like but uh i truly believe in it you know mm-hmm. uh it's hard work don't don't get me wrong right like andrew was saying hey uh you know do something that you love blah, blah, but you make your own hours but you know when you do something that you love when you make your own hours those hours are 24 7 for sure you wake up in the middle of the night, you think about your business, right? Mm. You, you, you not doing well, you think about your business. Uh, uh, you have doubts in your mind. You know, it's not as easy as uh, let's open a bank account, let's register a business and the money comes in. You gotta, you, every, every free moment that my head is not occupied, I worry about my business. This podcast is brought to you by Prevention Codenege NDG and the Tab Jeunesse NDG. Subscribe now to the Deb Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And please, give us a five-star rating. So talk to me about those doubts. Like, what are those doubts? 
Am I gonna be successful? You know, is it mm-hmm. is it is are people gonna dig it? You know, uh, I give you an example. When we built this case, we yeah. we, we we invented this case actually. Dope uh, case, by the way. <laughs> thanks. So it's an acrylic case that's collapsible. Because mm-hmm. we, I've always wanted uh, a nice display case to showcase my sneaker collection. Yeah. But there's a, there's a big problem. Full disclosure, a big case like this, shipping cost is going to go through the roof. So as a business owner, I don't want to pay that much shipping cost as well. So we had to come up with a, a way to make the case collapsible. And collapsible <laughs> meaning that... Meaning that, um, you see, this, this case is about 40 centimeters by... 28 centimeters tall okay but i can collapse it and make it um fit in a box that's maybe uh two inch tall wow so i'll just show you real quick holy okay and that's it that's as simple as that so it's all held by magnets and this is the first ever uh collapsible display case out there Damn. I know that uh, some of our competitors are trying to make collapsible ones. Some of them promise that they will come out uh, next year. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So this case, when we come up with it, uh, this is this, the, the example of the doubt, right? Like, are people going to dig that it's collapsible? Well, I'm not, I'm not a sneaker collector, and I think it's dope already yeah. for the so, fact that, like you said, you could take it apart and put it back easily yeah. with magnets. Like, that's incredible. Exactly. So, yeah, like... Different things like this, also like, you know, acrylic are easier to scratch. And if they scratch, like one paint is scratch or like, you know, damage, you don't have to replace the whole box. Yeah. You know? So that's just, just the piece that you want. Exactly. So, okay. but, you know, like just a simple thing like this, designing a, a, you invest a lot of money, you invest a lot of time to design something like that. And you don't know if it's going to sell. Yeah. Right? Damn. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully we can do a, a lot more of these little uh, little products as well. So uh, your your brand will be representing all these these ideas, these these tools for 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 the culture basically. Yeah, for the for the sneakerhead, for mm-hmm. the uh, streetwear culture. Like it doesn't have to be you know just clothes or, yeah. or whatever, man. Like, but that's that's the thing that I, I I think it's it's impressive because. You guys are not only focused on the clothes. Focus. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. The the clothes is it's it's your main it's your main seller or, yes. or the thing that you want it to represent by by branding the hats by branding the hoodies. Mm. But from what I'm seeing, you you also have everything else that comes with it. Yeah. Talk to me about your clothing. Well, what makes it different than than others? So we have we have a very specific taste. Well, I have specific taste. Um, Peter have a Peter and uh, Andrew have a really I, I, good. I love uh, the the ho- the hoodie, like the the design. Awesome, awesome. Like that's that's really nice. Oh, this, this one's a sample. This one is not out yet. I'm okay. just wearing because I knew you were coming. Wanted <laughs> 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 well, to flex for you. Okay, okay. So yeah. Uh, sorry, what was your question again? Yeah, basically, like um, what makes your line different from others uh in general it's clothing right clothing is clothing mm-hmm. uh i'm not gonna front and be like oh we're the best quality softest yeah, and yeah. most intricate design you know like we do stuff the best ability that we can we we carefully selected the shirt that we think that is the best well we think is the best because we like it that way yeah and we made designs that we really like and we really dig so all our hope is that if we put all our effort and our and our and our uh, soul into a product, and we really really love it, let's hope that other people in the world will love it 
just as much as we do and buy our stuff as well. You know, that's nice. all that we can ask for. Uh, like, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, give you, like, oh, our, our stuff is, you know, the most quality or whatever. Like, it's, it's very good quality. It's very good prints. Uh, the design, we think, is really good. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a clothing store, right? So uh, I, I always tell these guys, I want to put out something that I'm proud of. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, OG Squad represent my legacy. So I'm not going to, you know, buy something like the cheapest uh, fabric out there to, to put it out. You know, even our cases, we could have used thinner, thinner plastic, thinner acrylic mm-hmm. or uh, an acrylic that doesn't last as long, you know, that, that yellows over time. But we choose to use a more expensive option just in case, yeah. just in case that, okay, one of our customers gets the stuff and then oh, they open a the box, it cracks. That's not a good experience for him. That's not something that I want uh, my brand to, to, to look like. You know, I don't want that to represent my brand. So, you know, in short, what makes us different than other brands, I think it's because it's something that we really believe in. I quit a cushy job. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew had a really great career in, uh, in the banking. He also uh, is jumping over. Uh, Peter had a successful restaurant. And th- we're all... We're all sacrificing something we're all all choosing another path you know all choosing another path that's a very great unknown that has a lot of risk so all that we can ask for is that hey like you gotta you gotta trust us right at the end of the day when you when you when you are a customer of a business it's it all turns down to trust why buy a mac computer as opposed to an acer computer Mm -hmm. trust you trust that the mac uh can deliver the performance and be reliable uh, reliable so all we can do is like our brand is something that we believe in that we trust in and we hope that other people trust in us too damn wow well said um any last words before we wrap it up we we don't put out stuff that's just to help us make a big markup or some crap like that like a lot of companies are doing we're doing Mm -hmm. stuff that's like hey man like you know how long it took us to, to come up with this sample? And, and it, it took us close to like three months or more to, to come up with the attention to details of how things come out. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, like you were asking earlier, how did Phil come and recruit us? No, Phil recruited Chingy. Mm-hmm. And I happened to trust them because I saw his attention to detail. I saw how hardworking he was. Oh. And we just complement each other. That's what makes us really so great as a team. Mm-hmm. So, like, speak for themselves when they're saying their dreams are over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, if you want to do something, just do it, man. Just do it. You got, the, you got the power. You got the information. That's all I can say. Just make something significant out of your life. Big words. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jasmine Devasar, and I'm listening to the podcast. <laughs>